1: One day, Sean. One I know. Day. Well, I already know what you're going to say. One day That's... we won't have the WWE countdown as our beginning of this show. So,
2: we talk <laughs> about, we got Mitch Mitch Hellman on the line, and we'll introduce Mitch here in a minute, but we talk about this all the time. That intro is uh, possibly one of the longest intros in intro history ever. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah.
2: Mitch, are you with us?
3: Yeah, Sean, I'm here.
2: Yeah. How are you?
3: doing
2: good and very good well trina and i appreciate you being with us in the studio today and uh and talking to us about a very important topic which is uh the used equipment business which is alive and well uh in the united states and and around the globe used equipment has been commanding um some in in certain parts of the regions and certain type of equipment unforeseen prices just been hitting the high notes lately but uh it seems like there may be a few external factors where the tides are changing a little bit. So, we've asked Mitch to join us in the studio. Uh, and, Mitch, just to give a little bit of highlights about you, and I want you to uh, introduce yourself also. You are, um, uh, you're a department head with uh, Auction Time and Sand Hills Global. Uh, you're over um, equipment products and the auction uh, division there for Auction Time. And, uh, what else? What, what am I missing there?
3: yeah no I appreciate it. you know I do, I do a little bit of everything here i've you know I've been here for for eighteen years i actually started on the ag side with tractor House from pretty much day one um and transitioned over to the auction side uh, several years ago but yeah, you pretty much nailed it. I oversee all the auction products and then uh deal with a lot with the market reports and the updates that we we put out um on a monthly basis and uh and also kind of working with a lot of the banks and the finance companies and And just all of our auctioneers around there, um, you know, that are are listed in selling and using our different marketing techniques and avenues, marketplaces to, you know, get top value for their customers.
2: You know, something I was impressed with here just a couple weeks ago, Sandhills put on, I, I believe you call it the Global Forum. So, yep. And I I was highly impressed. There was uh well over I think 400 plus people, uh, representatives, equipment companies that showed up to that in Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, at, at a technology campus and the the architecture and the infrastructure that that they had available to them at that campus was uh just second to none. I mean, it was it was premier, so um i enjoyed that i enjoyed it immensely thank you for the invite out there uh i learned a lot and i also made uh i think a lot of great relationships while i was there
3: yeah no i'm glad you came out it was it was good to have it back we haven't had it the last couple years with the with the pandemic and everything and so it was everyone it was highly requested guys wanted to wanted to get back here to Sand and and kind of intermingle with everyone and, and see what's changed
2: I was also impressed with the keynote speaker, a uh, guy that you had brought in from Oklahoma. Yep. Yeah, I uh, I had met him before, David um, Woods, right?
3: David Woods, yep. yeah.
2: So yeah. Uh, great speaker. He he gave a, a great one-hour topic. Uh, topic was about leadership, building leadership, and managing uh, teams. You know, managing corporations. He he was the CEO uh, of a company out of Perry, Oklahoma, which was not too far from Enid, Oklahoma, where I'm, I'm originally from, um, Ditch Witch, and, uh, Ditch Witch is, uh, is a very large global company, uh, they had, um, one of, one of their plants, uh, or their operations there in Perry, Oklahoma, and, uh, very well respected company, and I'll tell you I have even more respect for him now after listening to uh to David talk. I don't believe he's he was with him for a lot of years, and i, I think he's moved on to something else now but uh, yeah we I, I just enjoyed his uh, the conversation with him
3: yeah he was he was very interesting you know we he's been at a couple other conferences and um, that we've heard in at, in the past at different construction shows. And, uh, we thought it'd be a good one for, you know, for all our, our customer base that was coming. Yeah.
2: It's, uh, it's interesting what people will take away from that. You have a lot of independents out there that maybe, uh, they're just a field representative. I say just, I mean, their job is a field representative and they don't really manage other people. But you know, even if you're, managed by somebody else or you're trying to manage other people having a clear path of um, uh, the the reason why decisions are made and the goals and objectives of effective leaders I think it uh, can make you just it can make you perform better at your job when you have a well rounded understanding of how difficult some of those decisions are mm-hmm. uh, and and how they're contemplated and why they're you know why they're made uh, the way that they're made so i I think there was a takeaway for everybody in that off, uh, audience, not just the the leaders or department heads that were there, but even the the individual workers or the field reps. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about this press release. You know, one of the things that caught my eye when we were asking you if uh, if you join us in the studio, uh, Sandhills Global released a market report um, in in the last week or two. It came out on the seventeenth of August. And one of the things that it talks about is the growing gap right now between the asking and the auction values in the equipment and truck markets. And that gap, I think I understood it whenever I look through the numbers, and I think I understand some of the reasoning about why. Um, You know, there's always a lag time from when you've had highly appreciated values or you have uh, sold or oversold some property out there in a robust market it takes a while for the sellers to want to accept something mm-hmm. less than what they're accustomed to a receiving last month or six months ago. So there's a little bit of that lag time in there when the markets begin to back up, but, uh, we want to pick your brain a little bit. We want to maybe kind of dissect, Absolutely. uh, some of this and, and just get down to some reasoning. So, um,
3: yeah, <clears throat> no, you, you, nail nailed it. You know, it is a, it is a ever for changing, market and um we're starting to see it really between you know it, it, transportation is by far in the way that having the most movement right now followed by construction and and ag in general is is pretty boring um because values are high and it's it's been strong but there's there's it's starting to show signs of some wavering uh right now
2: tell so, me what you but, mean by um, that when you say it's showing some signs of wavering what what specifically yeah. are you talking it's, about
3: Inventory levels, um, you know, so, so just to kind of like step back maybe a little bit for, for, for those of you that don't know Sandhills as a whole, um, we're, we're the, we're the company that has the brands Tractor House, Machinery Trader, Truck paper; uh, those are both, or all three of them, are, are leading marketplaces in the ag, construction, and the in the trucking and the transportation industry um, on the retail side. And so, um, you know, we're able to, like as Sean uh, said on that press release, we have a very good insight on what the retail market is because, uh, we are the marketplace where everyone, if you're in those industries shopping for used equipment, you go to to go look. Um, so because roughly 98% of all OEM dealers, uh, do business with us. So we have a good insight on that retail side, but then on the flip side with our auction products, um, that I oversee on the auction time and equipment facts, we have a very good touch point on, on all equipment auctions around the country. So, um, really, you know, you know, looking back in time and all the data that that just organically flows through us, we really can dive into trends and really when the market is moving uh, at any given point. And so we try, as as Sean said, we had that press release, and we try to put these out every couple of weeks to just highlight some uh, some key metrics of you know that that's moving to give people some knowledge of you know what's happening in the market and the, between ad construction and truck.
2: So in this report, I noticed that you dissect uh, some of this down. Skid steers, loader, backhoes, many excavators. And then it talks a little bit um, in in some of the graphs on here. It talks about the amount of inventory that's sold, uh, price changes, you know, some of the models that are changing. Um, Can you speak to that a little bit as what you're seeing in some of the select markets like skid steers, uh, backhoes, loaders, excavators, how that's changed in this latest report?
3: Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, so like it, going back to like March of 20, uh, 2020, you know, when when the pandemic hit, um, you know, all of this reacted according to, you know, pretty much March of 2020 when production completely shut down. Um, and then the, it really, you know, spiraled into the uh, the supply chain disruption, um, you know, that, that really caused you know everything that happened in the next you know couple of years uh following and so you know from March of 2020 inventory levels uh really kind of fell off a cliff we were at pretty high peak inventory levels at that point uh they were probably going to be moving down um in in the coming months if it didn't happen in March of 20 you know if a couple of months later but because of the production uh shutdown it happened immediately and it and it happened fast um, and so we were on, and it didn't matter if you were, if you looked at it, at our charts, uh, and between, if it was a tractor, if it was a semi truck, if it was, you know, a dozer excavator, everything fell for, you know, 18 to 20 months, um, inventory levels, which, you know, as inventory goes down, prices go up, just, it's, it's a whole supply and demand thing. And, um, and so like fast forwarding to today, um, or pretty much March of, of this year, uh, that's when, um, the transportation side, we re- really started to see some, some wavering and, in, in uh, the inventory levels on the truck side. And it started to flatten, uh, started to uptick a little. And then ever since, you know, probably about the last three months on in transportation, we've been on a heavy incline on, uh, truck inventory. Um, and, in reaction to the truck inventory climbing, uh, auction prices immediately started falling. So, uh, that's where it's been, you know, the last three months, it's, it's been a nosedive in auction values, um, as inventory started climbing. And, um, and that's kind of what I was meaning when I said, you know, truck, the truck market or transportation is the most interesting because that's having the most kind of drastic effect right now as, as values start falling and inventories climbing. But, you know overall, even though if you're looking at some of these charts, uh, we're still even though it if it, it's fallen substantially um, in the in the last couple of months, we're still historically average higher uh, prices right now than than where we would be in a normal market.
2: So do you see it trending down right now or has it kind of stabilized since the decline? Uh, is that gap, uh, obviously, over time, that gap will start to close. This article was was more so about the asking price versus the auction result price. Mm -hmm. And the asking price has to do with uh, a perception of what the market and the market price should be based on previous sales. When that starts to decline, uh, sellers, as we just discussed, are a little slower to adjust those sites out there. But over time, they will come down. Uh, when that yeah. pricing model starts to stabilize and their expectations uh, pre-auction, the pricing is coming down, then that gap will begin to close again, correct?
3: Absolutely. You know, in, in, in ag construction or truck, any of these equipment industries, auction is the true uh, number of what the market is, what, the, what is speaking in the market of what someone will pay today uh, when you get into retail values. Um, and what you know dealers or you're you're looking at on a retail site um, there's uh, well, there's a, there's a motion involved in that and so uh, those prices will always trail auction by you know three to four months because it's hard for it's hard for any anyone that has a has an you know let's say a lot of inventory worth 10 million dollars or 20 million and uh, the next day they you know. It's it's realistically worth 19 or 18. Uh, it takes them time to to kind of accept that and see that market. and that's why you see that uh, those retail numbers lag auction um, in, in in any type of equipment um, as as values are are diving or they're going up. Auction will always tell you what's what's happening. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that is a very good appraisal, right? Yeah,
1: true fair market value. Like we yeah. preach that around yep. here. So yeah,
2: absolutely. And that's where you can get yeah. a lot of transparency in the marketplace, as long as you have participation. So let's talk about that. Is the demand, and what I would maybe use to, uh, to, to estimate the amount of demand, is the demand staying strong? Even though there's more supply starting to come on the market right now, is the demand there from a participation level on incremental pieces or individual pieces in the online bidding platform? Are you still seeing as much participation on those pieces?
3: You know, it's, it's definitely the, the demand is, is, is wavering right now. It's, it has, it has gone down. And, you know, I I think there's been a lot of factors that it's kind of been perfect timing for, for this shift to happen. You know, you know, so much of this, this increase has been, you know, due to the backlog on new deliveries. Well, deliveries are starting to starting to happen on the truck side. Um, And so, you know, what, what's happening. You know, we're, we're a year past of when these should have been delivered. So most of these trucks that are coming on these, these, you know, lease trucks that are, you know, 16, 17, 18 models, you know, they've, they've been ran a lot harder than they've, than they normally would coming off the road. And so you're getting, uh, you're getting a lot higher mileage trucks that are normally five to 600,000 miles that are 800 to a million, you know, miles, Coming off the road, so you know they're less sought after. Um, you know, piggyback that with you know just what's happening in the market right now with you know fuel prices being where they are. You got interest rates, you know, inflation talk. Everyone talking about the recession, not spending. Uh, spot rates, which is you know loads on the road to trucks available, are, are decreasing. You know because people aren't buying as much. there was kind of a perfect storm for just the market in general to um, have a have a correction, which.
2: Which was needed. Yeah. yeah. Kind of describe the EVI or Equipment Value Index, and uh, when when you look at that in this report. And uh, by the way, we'll we'll tell people um, we'll put a, we'll put a copy of this. We'll put a link into this press release from Sandhills Global. If you want to go in and look at this report, um, it's it's very very helpful. If you're in the equipment business, new used equipment. Uh, This is the pulse of the market. So this is a great, uh, great indicator. But we'll put this in the show topics and, and put a link in there with the podcast whenever it goes live. But explain equipment value index just so we know what that metric means when we're reviewing this report.
3: Yeah. It's looking at the entire, uh, the, the entire industry or the the entire class. So like the EVI for heavy duty trucks, um, it's looking at all heavy duty trucks, uh, combined in that. So it'd be sleepers and day cabs, you know, primarily, um, you know, and so it's not necessarily breaking out individual, uh, your individual kind of categories within heavy duty, like sleepers or day cabs. It's, It's, lumping it all together, but it's, uh, it's still give you just a broad overlook of what is happening just in that market on both, um, the asking, which is the retail side. That would be what a dealer would be asking on truckpaper.com. If you see a retail price out there versus auction, which is, um, you know, as Trina said, you know, what it's the fair market value, what it's bringing today and, and selling at. Gotcha. So what's so, the, it's
2: interesting, oh, you'll, you'll
3: see those charts, you know, auction and retail as as things climb, they've, you know, those, as I mentioned, auction will always lead retail, but those, those two, those two great or two lines have never been closer um, because of, you know, what happened with auction prices climbing so fast and almost catching retail, you know, and now we're starting to, we're we're going to see the fall just as quick as, as it kind of rose to get back to a normal
2: market. Where do you think that levels out, Mitch, In in your experience in this business, um, are we are we getting close to uh, to that leveling back out, or do you think that's going to continue?
3: It, we're, we got a ways to go for this because because we rose so you know we values rose so fast and inventory fell you know to it's never been so low. Like for example, in like the sleeper market, we were you know, had just over 40,000 trucks in March of 20, and, you know, we fell, uh, you know, darn near just under 7,000 trucks available in the market, um, you know, not a couple months ago. And Now, you know, we have about double that. So we're not even close to where we were, you know, at, at a peak of 40,000 in March of 20, you know, but we're starting to see, you know, pretty, you know, we've doubled inventory in the last couple months, um, you know, and prices have reflected
2: that. Yeah. Very good. What are some of the contributing factors do you think that's causing the, the, this transition right now? And, you know, we, we focus a lot in this company on the real estate sector, but um, in transportation equipment, the trucking industry, I mean, I I would assume fuel prices, rising fuel prices probably have something to do with that.
3: Yeah. If you know, it's fuel, yeah, that's a huge thing because that's an added cost and, you know, there's just, uh, you know, it's it's, it costs a lot to haul really anything across the country. Now Um, you got, uh, you know, interest rates, um, you know, people buying trucks, you got uh, just, you know, overall spend, um, you know, which factors into, you know, people buying and creating that shipping is, is down. And, and that's, you know, I think a a big factor of, of all that stuff with, with fuel rates and, you know, the interest rates, you got the, uh, you know, the, the war, you know, all that going on, you know, has, has pulled people back and, you know, and then there's, you know, are we in a recession? Are we not? Is it coming? You know what, you know, there's, there's all these question marks up there, which, you know, I think is just, it it all combined is, is, has brought, you know, everyone to just kind of hold tight right now. Yeah. A
1: big wait and see. Let's see what's going to happen before we spend any of our money. We may need it for something else along the line.
2: Yeah. 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 Well, that does create a lot of uncertainty, you know, and and yeah. uh, people they they if if they don't know, you know, if they're if they're too unsure about something, I mean, they, historically they just they kind of lock up. They'll stand still for a little yeah. bit, and um, I'm going to wait and see, I yeah. guess, as we just said.
3: Yeah. You know, and diving into, you know, you, you mentioned some of the other markets like construction with skid steers or, um, you know, excavators, which is the heavy duty. You know, we're, we pretty much hit bottom on inventory within the construction section and inventory is, is slowly starting to climb. It's not climbing like um, transportation side, but um, it, is, it is starting to climb. And so, um, you know, we're starting to see, a, you know, kind of a, a shift in that market as well
2: what uh, what do you see coming out of the oil and gas sector? I noticed as you you have multiple verticals and even even some finite ones you know sand Hills is uh, um, in the in the airplane and the private plane industry, in um, the golf cart and the golf course equipment industry. So what do you see in the oil and gas sector right now? I was reading an article where, uh, crude oil and crude oil prices are starting to back up just a little bit, but natural gas has taken off now, and uh, the natural gas prices have gotten uh, significantly higher. Are you seeing a lot of um, transactional history as far as oil and gas equipment?
3: Honestly, we have not seen a lot of that as of late. Um, you know, it's. I think a lot of that's been in use, and and uh, it's yeah, it, it, just for me on the auction side, I don't get wrapped into the retail side as, as, as much. Um, but as, as far as the auction side, that's, it's been, it's been minimal. The, the stuff that we have had hit the auction, it's, it's been, it's been older stuff. It's just been more cleanup, um, from some of the oil and gas companies of, of inventory that just needed to go. Um, you know, it hasn't been liquidations or any of that.
2: Very good. I'll tell you what, Mitch, yeah. we'll, uh, Let's slip away here. We're going to hear from our sponsors real quick. We'll be back in just a few minutes with more from Mitch Hillman.
0: Ever dream of owning a country estate, historic home, or lakefront property? Log on to unitedcountry.com. Would you like to retire to a home built on breathtaking acreage in the mountains? unitedcountry.com. Ever dream of your own private hunting preserve? unitedcountry.com over 30,000 farm recreational and lifestyle properties are just a click away helping people find their american dream for over 90 years we will help you find yours log on now to unitedcountry.com and find your freedom Buying and selling minerals is a breeze when you have the right energy professionals on your team. Mineralmarketing.com is a leading resource for America's mineral owners. Whether you're wanting to lease or sell your mineral rights, Mineral Marketing has you covered. Mineralmarketing.com, the oil and gas marketplace.
2: And we're back in the studio with Mitch Hellman. Yeah. Uh, while we were on break, we were talking about... Um, auction sales of equipment, uh, versus party to party or retail sales. And Mitch, you, you made a comment that, um, I think you said like 90% of the inventory that you're handling right now is auction related. Is that right?
3: Well, yeah, like, you know, so obviously I, I oversee the auction side of the, the auction time side of the business. And, um, you know, we, we, it's either auctioneers or dealers that are selling on the auction time platform to reach our buyer base throughout machinery, trader, tractor, house, and truck paper. Since we're in a fortunate spot that we got the large majority of the end user traffic, along with all the wholesale buyers, because there are customers on the retail side. But actual auction inventory that is flowing in um, in a in a time where inventory levels are extremely low, you know, record low that we've ever seen on the site. We're having record volumes rolling in, and it's it's all from auctioneers. Uh, 90% of it.
2: Any particular area of the country you see a lot of that equipment coming from?
3: Well, you know, some of it, no, it's very, it's from all over the place. Um, you know, right at this time in the mar. or this time in the season, I mean, you know, it's very Midwestern. It's very, we're very, we're in pre-harvest, you know, so it's, um, farmers are, are getting rid of equipment or getting ready to, um, uh, you know getting ready for harvest, so we're having you know big big sales that are you know i think last sale we had eighty some combines and almost two hundred heads that you know sold this week is is very similar to that so it's it's big harvest related sales but um there's uh like I said the large majority of the inventory roughly ninety percent is is all driven by auctioneers uh and taking consignments from you know the local farmers the contractors the fleets um all of that
2: Interesting. So that's a that's a very seasonal business. And do you think historically, at least it used to be this way, and I believe it still is, that um, that there's some psychology behind when they put different types of assets on the market? Uh, When harvest is getting ready to come up, a lot of times they will have shedded combines for maybe close to a year after last harvest. They plan on selling those, but they'll wait until just pre-harvest before they put them out there. Knowing that there's going to be a buying audience that uh, is looking for those, you know, versus selling them in the middle of the winter.
3: Yeah, you know, I, I yeah, there there in in ag there there definitely is some some seasonality though. You know, I would say that seasonality is um, is not bec- is not as you're not you're seeing that kind of fade away a little bit because um, you know, it's information is so easily accessible anymore and people, you know, when they get done with, uh, you know, harvest, they know if they're going to need a combine for next year. So they, you know, they can jump on tractors, they can start searching the internet right away and try to find that unit. And so your season, because information so easily accessible, you're seeing that seasonality, um, somewhat, you know, contract and not be as in, as, regular as it, as it was in the past, but it, it's always going to stay specifically on the ag side to some seasonality. Yeah.
2: You know, once I asked that question, I got to thinking back over just being an auctioneer for the past 30 years, uh, historically. So unless you have somebody retiring and they're doing a farm cell liquidation, they're liquidating all of their equipment because they're getting out of the business. If you had one or two or five or ten pieces that you wanted to sell out of your stock, out of your inventory, um, you were at the mercy of an auction company that would have a consignment auction. And historically, those auction companies used to set up a spring sale and a fall sale. They would ask you, when's your next consignment auction coming up? Or when's it coming up in the spring or right after harvest? That is when they would migrate a lot of that equipment over to the yards and and used to bring it out to a place and line it up. I know they still do that. I I know that there are still uh, equipment consignment auctions. But one of the things I I believe revolutionized this industry is the ability to sell one piece or two pieces or ten pieces and to sell them at an auction event, but they're still staged right there on site at, at the farmer or the construction company's location. They don't have the transportation cost in moving those and staging them for an auction. You can sell them right there out of, uh, out, out of their yard or their barn. So the business has changed a lot. And I, I guess maybe some of those seasonality patterns have changed because of that too. Just the advent of the online auction platforms.
3: Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and, and Sean, I think it, a lot of it, it goes back to what we were talking before break and those market reports and really understanding where's the market, you know, are you going to wait for a, you know, a, if you miss the fall sale, are you going to wait for a, a, you know, end of the year, or the spring sale, you know, if the market is, is truly shifting like in yeah. transportation right now, you want to sell now you don't want to be waiting two three months from now because it's going to be it is going to be drastically different you know and so we can you can really use that those reports and the the knowledge of some of that to to do exactly what you said sell on site you know where it sits you know use you know use one of the local auctioneers you know to help you out and 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 really try to get that thing sold depending on what the market is doing
2: Yeah, and that's the great thing about this. You don't have to wait six months until the next consignment sale. You can sell it in two weeks or next week, you know, in an upcoming event. As long as you've got a little bit of marketing time, you get it exposed, the buying audience will show up and they can participate, you know, from their their tractor cab or or from their their hip pocket, you know, on on their phone. Uh, They get notified when they're outbid. I mean, it's just uh, the technology has brought this industry a long ways.
3: Yeah, you know, seventy percent of our our traffic, and it's growing, is is from a mobile device over a desktop computer. So it tells you right there that that's you know that's what people are, you know, more comfortable with is you know, and it's with them, it's their phone, they're always engaged.
2: Now say that one more time. Seventy percent of the traffic is from mobile devices versus a desktop computer.
3: Yeah, because people are on the run, and you know they they're they're it's it's how people you know search anymore.
1: I told you before, Sean, that um, I have a junior in college right now, and he has a laptop, but he does all of his reports. He talks to text his reports into his phone and it puts it into a program that then he converts into word and that's how he submits his stuff he he does everything on his phone and he has since he was a, a sophomore in high school and
2: how old is he he's 19
1: so there's 20, the
2: 20. there's the next generation yeah. coming up i mean it's just it it's going to become increasingly yeah important to leverage so. these technologies in business or or these companies will get outpaced oh yes Mitch, something that I'm witnessing uh, quite a bit uh, in, and I see this in the construction equipment, agricultural and uh, construction equipment. So, ag equipment, construction equipment, maybe over the road trucks too. There's a lot of consolidation going on. Uh, read a press release the other day where a uh, large auction company up here in um, kind of northeast Missouri, uh, southeast Iowa, Illinois, right there in that little tri-state area. Um, they uh, had sold or, or had gotten purchased by a larger online auction company. Um, we see that happening with um, in the southeast around Louisiana, Mississippi. There's uh, a, a large equipment company down there that's been buying a lot of the older uh, auction firms that are in the equipment business and rolling them under his, uh, his brand. So um, anything you could speak to that as far as maybe just... Consolidation. I mean, is that on the heels of a very, very robust market, um, and not uh, not a lot of belief that that market's going to cool one of these days, or maybe they're waiting on the cool or the downturn of the market. It it seems to me like some of those those acquisitions are premature when the market's at all time highs. Um, you're you're going in and you're paying. You know the 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 current. Um, cash value of yeah. those companies based yeah. on two or three years of just record sales I think had they waited another 12 or 18 months maybe that acquisition could have been a little cheaper
3: yeah no I would totally agree but you know I've, it, I you're going to continue to see the consolidation and and the buyouts you know it's um, I go back to and you, you, you'll find this kind of interesting you know I mentioned I started with tractor house you know back in well, be 2005. Um, pretty much from day one and, um, was covered Indiana, Michigan, Ohio as a, as just a sales sales rep for, for many years. And, um, you know, at at one point, uh, you know, I had, before I transitioned over here to the auction time side, I had 28 different John Deere dealers, uh, advertising with me in Tractor House. And when I moved over to, um, the, took over the auction time side, the management side, um they I was down to twelve, and that was that wasn 't from people not advertising that was from consolidations and buyouts and and you're you know it's it's kind of followed um, and you 've seen this start to transition across the you know the ag side um, and it's really kind of turned into following the you know what caterpillar's done you know there's less dealers there's more buying power for those dealers you know from uh, new 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 equipment to parts and you know all of the supplies that go into that. And yeah, um, it's, it's, it's happened in the transportation, the truck industry with the truck dealers. And, you know, we're really starting to see it right now on the rental side um, where, you know, the rental companies are buying up um, a lot of the, a lot of the smaller guys and there's a lot of consolidation, you know, happening on the rental side. And we're, we're even seeing a lot on, in construction, a lot of these smaller guys um, that are typically guys that are selling use that are getting it more into rental um, you know, to keep that cash flow because there was no inventory. Mm-hmm. So it's um it, you know, it's a forever changing market. Um, you know, and that consolidation is is, you know, I think is is not it's gonna keep happening.
2: Well, that's uh that that may be just uh the, the future uh of the industry. I mean obviously the equipment business and the equipment industry is not the only place we've seen that happening. Um, and the healthcare industry, the the technology industry, uh, the food and, and food service industry—they're just consolidations going on all around us. And uh, large companies are absorbing some of those old legacy brands that um, they have. Uh, they have a lot of brand loyalty out there in uh, in rural America, or different parts of uh, the the country. Um, so I think they're buying that. They're buying a consumer base uh, in different markets out there, and then trying to. Uh, trying to roll them under, um, a a bigger brand, bring them into the, into the flock. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But but there's, you know, there's an art to doing that too. And, and that's a completely other topic we could talk about on another day, but that brand transition, you know, and, and maintaining, um, those people that are, are loyal to, uh, to a hometown auctioneer, you know, out in, in central Ohio or in Indiana. And all of a sudden they're doing business with a larger company that's out of maybe Mississippi, uh, or Texas, and uh, it's it's difficult sometimes to keep that that client loyalty. It's difficult enough in business to keep client loyalty, anyways, without you know migration yeah. because the first impact or the first thing people think is, oh, you've sold your company. Well, I'll have to go no, somewhere to else find now. Something else to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I would say I would say Sean on the auction side. You know, the small a small guy you know out out in western montana or wherever you know it is a little different um you know to you know go the auction side is all is all about representation and treating that guy um you know and and doing doing what needs to done to get top dollar and and as you know you know working you know working together with us and the buyers and the reach that we can you know provide you know and you guys providing the 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 good service on the front side you know it's a um that that smaller guy can compete with the la- larger guy and um, and do very, very well. yeah
2: I personally believe that's the genius behind the products. You know mm-hmm. we we are uh, as a company in United Country, are proud to partner with auction time because it's it gives us a consumer audience out there, a buying audience for um, select pieces of equipment that um, would be very, very difficult to go find on your own. Um, it kind of gives you a national and and an international, a global footprint. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's that's been rewarding, and I, I think that's the the changing of the times. You know, is uh, you've Absolutely. got to embrace technology, and and you have to take advantage of these marketing platforms, or eventually, um, you're going to get outpaced.
3: I couldn't agree more,
2: Mitch. What are we missing? So uh, great. Press release, great industry report. How often do we see these industry reports come out from Sandhills? If uh, if we're a subscriber, we follow these. How often do you run these type of reports?
3: Yeah, they come out. They come out the first of every month um, with just the with just the updated numbers from the previous month. Uh, you know, you can you can go to AuctionTime.com and there's a market report sign up. It's completely free and. You know, they'll, if you want to add construction truck, whatever industry, you can get them all delivered to you. Um, and so it just it helps you give you just like we talked about better insight on what's happening so you can make better informed decisions.
2: Very good. Every month. We'll put this in the uh, podcast notes. We'll put a link in there to this press release and also back into Sandhills where if you want to subscribe to those and sign up for them. This will give you a great advantage in conversations. If you know where the market's been and where the market's heading, you're already 10 miles ahead of your competitors out there. If you're in a competitive situation and for your clients, this is about providing a higher level of service to your clients and, and becoming a subject matter expert in the markets that you serve. So I think it's very advantageous. Mitch Trina and I can't thank you enough for being in the studio with us and talking about this today. It, uh, it, it it's just it's made for a great podcast show, and I think anybody that listens to this that has an interest in equipment, selling equipment at auction or buying equipment, uh, it is a valuable valuable resource over at Sandhills, um, Sandhills Publishing out of Lincoln, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And we're That's looking right. forward I to appreciate seeing you. Bringing you. me on here. Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Say that again.
1: And we're looking forward to seeing him next month as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So we have a large uh, auction expo yeah. going on here in Kansas City. Sandhills will be an exhibitor there as well as some of their other partner companies. Uh, auction Flex, High Bid, and uh, there's multiple other vendors coming to that. Yeah. So we're looking forward to that. Mitch, we're looking forward to seeing you in Kansas City um, next month on the 19th of August. Yeah. I guess that September. date. i right? looking forward to nope. it. Time next month September. Is not August. September. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> you're swinging a miss. September 19th <laughs> through 21. So yes. we'll we'll look forward to seeing you there, ladies and gentlemen. That's going to conclude this podcast. Great information from Sand Hills and from Mitch Hellman um, and Trina. I think that's a wrap. Wrap it up, folks. We'll look forward to seeing you next time inside the Sail Ring.
0: Thank you for joining us for today's show. To access all resources and links mentioned in today's show, head over to www.thesailring.com now. We appreciate your feedback and encourage you to share the show with other industry pros like yourself. Join us next time as we meet you inside
3: The Sail Ring.